Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Hi, this is Judith and Dwayne Rivers with the Phyllis Browning Company and the Rivers Team, your concierge real estate team and expert guide. The Rivers Team knows the market, helping you negotiate hard, avoid delays, and costly mistakes. We move mountains professionally and quickly with negotiating expertise. Contact Judith and Dwayne today at theriversteam.com. We are committed to the best marketing plan possible for your property. Theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and our dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at God and our dogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply Scripture to everyday life with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for Insider News so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street. A great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs too. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Cynthia Parsons Commercial Real Estate. Cibolo Family Medicine, Frost Bank, and T. David Phillip, CPA. Our guest today is Isla Romberg, Canines for Christ Chaplain. Isla is compassionate, determined, caring, and resourceful. Her dog Zoe would say of Isla, she is always taking me places where I can do my favorite thing, love on people. Isla, welcome to God and Our Dogs. Thank you so much. What an honor to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you. Thank you. Um, well, unlike so many of my guests, you didn't have a dog growing up. No. So how did you end up with a dog as an adult? So I did not grow up with dogs. I never had a family dog. And then I went through a period of, a long period of not being able to get pregnant. And I think in that season... Somehow my husband said, who had grown up, my husband, my husband had grown up with dogs. He said, why don't we get a puppy? And so we did, not just as a, I think it was just an idea of something to uh, take us through that season. And it wasn't ever really mentioned that it was on purpose because of the sadness, but we got a dog and then I figured out that this path, the season was, was made for that. So mm-hmm. we got Zoe and a year later, we, I started to train her, was called to, to start therapy dog certification and trained her. She was a great dog, loved people, uh-huh. was very calm. 
And so I started training her and became certified when I was, I finished certification when I was nine months pregnant with my my son at that point. Well, I have to ask, what kind of dog is Zoe? Zoe is a chocolate Labradoodle. Oh, how fun is that? Yes. Well, I don't normally think of one-year-old puppies. I mean, they're still puppies when they're one, especially if you got a little Labrador in there. Yes. How in the world did you have enough confidence to be able to work with her as a therapy dog? I think Zoe led me to it because she never really had a crazy puppy period. And Mm. so I think because of the timing that finally we were pregnant and then I had a a puppy and, and was about to have a baby and that's when the training happened and she was, she was ready for it. So Mm -hmm. I think she more led me to that. And then of course, once I had a baby was very busy after that. So I think the timing just worked out perfectly. So she was ready. That's great. So what kind of things do you have to do as an owner to train your dog to be a therapy dog? A lot of the training is learning just their temperament and learning them. So if she had been a crazy puppy, I probably never would have trained her. Um, But she loved people. She was very gentle. They don't bark, bite, you know, they don't jump when people try and touch them. And uh, because a lot of times they're in crowds as therapy Mm -hmm. dogs. So a lot of it's just knowing their temperament is right for it. But then you train them to, um, to do all the things that you need them to do, like sitting and staying. It's not really complicated. It's more of just enjoying being around people. Mm-hmm. And so the training was actually very easy. And a lot of Labradoodles, two things that makes them really good. One, they're hypoallergenic. So people who have allergies can still be around them. And they can go in a lot more places. They don't shed. And the second thing is they're such people pleasers. They really want to do what you're asking them to do. Mm -hmm. Because then if you can train them to do regular sit, stay, lay down, couple tricks that are fun to to do in a group, then they'll know all the other things you teach them after that. How to approach a room, how to be gentle with people of different needs, things like that. So if they're really trainable and they really have that bond with you, then it's, it's simple from there because they're going to keep learning new tricks. Yeah. What kind of actual certification did Zoe have to have in order to qualify as a therapy dog? She was trained through an organization, a national organization for therapy dogs, and it's current vet records, learning how to be out in public, and they test to make sure they're social and not aggressive Mm -hmm. and will follow commands. And of course, because you're a therapy dog team, it's always you and her. So without me, she's not a therapy dog. And without Uh her, we are a team always together. I always have her leash. She only ever has to listen to me. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes it easier, I'm sure, for the dog to not be confused, because yes. that could be a confusing situation, especially if there are a lot of people around, I would imagine. Yes. You have to focus on you. I, I think maybe we could learn a little bit about God there, couldn't we? They have excellent <laughs> listening skills, yeah. which is, is a great way to, to hear God's voice. So, yeah, absolutely. I, we should work on that and be inspired by that, shouldn't we? I think so. I think so. Yeah, that's great. So were you originally involved with Canines for Christ, or were you working with a different organization? She was originally certified through Alliance of Therapy Dogs, which is a great national organization um, that allows volunteers to go out on their own and do all kinds of work, whatever you're called to do. And then eventually I met um, a good friend now, uh, Jill Powell, who was active through my church, and she wanted to start 
basically a local chapter of Canines for Christ, which Canines for Christ was already an international mm-hmm. organization. She wanted to start a local chapter and become very active and give us opportunities to serve together and kind of have a meeting, general clearinghouse for people who had requests for therapy dogs out in the community to come in and, and be able to request volunteers through our organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's neat. So what kind of assignments do you take um, through Canines for Christ? We do a lot of things with our dogs. So the, the need is great. We get all sorts of calls and we, we answer pretty much every call that, that comes in and find a volunteer for them. So Zoe and I have been to hospitals. We've been to Salvation Army community events. We do a lot with veterans and veteran events. Um, we work a lot with kids. And then each volunteer within Canines for Christ has their calling, what's best for them and their dog. So dogs respond differently to different types of, of volunteer work. Um, and so she loves children. She loves working with children. She is not intimidated by uh, 30 preschoolers coming up and petting her and learning about therapy dogs. She loves that. That's where she thrives. So we have done a lot of work in schools, but we've gone everywhere in the community that that we've been called to go. Mm -hmm. So are most of the people just curious about therapy dogs or do you serve a need for different populations? We definitely serve different needs. We do go to schools and educate people on the difference between service dogs and therapy dogs, which seems to be a little known fact. There's a great way to educate kids on what exactly we do, that service dogs help one person, but therapy dogs can help everyone. Mm -hmm. And so we do a lot to educate kids on that and that they can interact with them. And we visit schools. We go into crisis situations, and we are there on the ground as additional helpers, Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak, so that they can be comforted by the dogs. Mm -hmm. So let's say you and Zoe are entering a room with people in it, and you have never met anybody before that's in that group. Describe what happens, what transpires. So through all her years, and through our years of working together, we've come up with a cadence of how we do it, and it's a lot of it's led by Zoe. So she goes in, and as, I, if, as I'm holding her on her leash, she's approaching each person in the room, unless there's someone she's not supposed to approach yet. So if it's just a room full of people, and we're going in, for instance, a school a classroom, we might go in and she approaches each, each person individually and, and allows them to pet her. She knows that if people are uncomfortable with dogs we have a different um we have a different process if she if if certain people show that they're timid of around dogs Mm -hmm. so if someone if a lot of children are uh have a some children have a fear of dogs because of something they've been through previously yes and they well i'm sure adults feel the same way some adults are like that also situation yeah if there are people that have a fear of dogs they will immediately display it step back from her and so she has a process of to show she's submissive to them she will sit and she'll lay down and usually roll on her back so they can see she's not going to bite them she's not going to bark she's not going to nip at them and so a lot of times people want to approach her from the back which is part of what she's trained to do so they can pet her on the back without being close to her face so she learned she's learned that process over and over when people are afraid she sees it she steps back and then she'll usually lay down in front of them mm-hmm. to show them that she's not going to hurt them because you, you, you cannot trust every dog. Some dogs are aggressive, 
so she's learned that that's how she teaches she shows them that yeah yeah so when you go into a room and you're meeting everyone um how does she respond to the people that are in the room once she's gotten to know them a little bit once she's approached everybody and they've all pet her she'll stay until they're done petting her so if someone's petting her for a long time and we need to move on i'll have to tug at her a little bit because she's going to stay there until they're finished interacting with her so then once she senses a really high level of stress in someone she'll usually revisit that person turn around sit down and lock eyes with me Mm -hmm. and that's a process that she has created over the years and I think I've maybe figured it out and responded to it and so when she feels a high level of stress, she has her way of signaling. It's the same time, same thing every single time. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's, it's great because a lot of times we need to do extra prayer for those people or we need to learn their names. We may meet hundreds of people in a day. We may need to learn their names and pray over them. We may need to talk to a teacher or a parent that's with that person and figure out if there's anything else we can do to follow up mm-hmm. to, to provide them ex- so she can provide them extra comfort. Yeah, yeah, I can just imagine um, that is, that's kind of an intense situation that you're in, and it really makes me think about God um, and how he can sense, obviously, there's something the matter with us. It's whether or not we're in tune with him enough to lock eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. So much. I mm-hmm. think that when, we, when, when I'm driving to a therapy dog session I always pray that we would see the people we need to see, that God would put them in front of us. Because so often the people that she signals are in high stress are someone that was walking through the hall that never walks through that hall. They're in the room that they're never in that room. They're visiting someone that day and they form a connection with her. So it's usually a God wink of someone who God put in front of us that needed that that day. And she's never been wrong as far as, as far as when we dig deeper and find out, is this person in, in high stress? The answer is always yes. Isn't so that interesting how perspe- perceptive that is? Well, I know you've got lots of stories about Zoe, but before you give us some more information about what it's like to be part of a therapy dog team, I'd like to tell you and our listeners today about our sponsor, and that's Kendall County Abstract. Kendall County Abstract has been our family's title company for 60 years. Whether a simple or complex transaction, Kendall County Abstract provided our family and our businesses with the best in service, both real estate closings and title insurance. Kendall County Abstract will do the same for you. When you need a title company, Ashley and the Kendall County Abstract team are there to serve. Call 830-816-2131 or visit online at kcac.net. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, including my blog, and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on my dog's on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. 
That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Hi, this is Superintendent Tommy Price, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Isla Romberg, Canines for Christ chaplain. Before the break, Isla told us about how Zoe, her canine companion, became part of their family and a part of Canines for Christ. Isla also told us about the special way in which Zoe reads a room. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I want to touch on something you you kind of talked about a little bit before the show, but also kind of alluded to, you all really specialize in kids. I know you deal with other things as well, but um, you had a special calling about a year ago. I know Canines for Christ did a lot in Uvalde, and you were part of that team. Tell us how that developed. Because of all the work that we've done in the community, we, we have found our way to the top of people's minds when crisis comes, which is what we really wanted with this organization, that we would be so active in the community, bringing comfort and bringing our dogs that we would be on, uh, that we would be called when something happened. And in Uvalde, they called us right after the shooting on May 24th. And the next morning we were there at the Civic Center through with the counselors and meeting with families and a lot of children and we formed a bond with, with that community, and we gave them our word that we would not leave. So we continued to come back, and we continued to work with mostly the kids and create a safe space for them to grieve and to feel and to follow them to their next schools when they left Robb Elementary and went to different schools around Uvalde. And, and we've stayed with them every week. One of our Canines for Christ volunteers goes with their dog, and we visit and we play with them and we go to recess and we go to lunch and we go to gym class and we meet with kids that need extra time to talk and to pet the dogs and to, to be comforted, which is really all of them. Mm-hmm. Hearing about when you actually went, there was a lot of uncertainty even the day afterwards um, in knowing which families were impacted and, and really what had actually even happened. How, how did you approach going into such an unknown situation? It took a lot of prayer. I think as, as much as we felt like we were not equipped to walk into that room, the kids were even less equipped to see what they had seen and to, and to experience what they had experienced. So we prayed a lot and asked him to walk with us. And a lot of it was listening and a lot of it was silence. There was no... There, was, there were no words of wisdom that we had, and, and we had not been through it, and we, we sat with them, and it was a lot of silence, and it was a lot of the kids talking and drawing and playing, and from the time in May that we watched them do art therapy, and it was black, and it was sad, and it was all the things they were feeling the next morning, by the time we got to February and had been there, um, the kids were drawing valentines for the dogs. It was smiles and rainbows and hearts that they actually had space there 
to feel happy thoughts in mm-hmm. some pocket of their life. Yeah. And they knew we took the same dog teams because we felt they needed the consistency of seeing the same dogs and the dogs remembered the kids because they went straight to the ones who they bonded with the most and they recognized them and the kids recognized the dogs. Mm-hmm. So it changed a lot from the time we started until just one year after to watch what they had, what all the kids had worked through on their grief it is still going on. It will last forever. But they felt the bond that let them feel some comfort mm-hmm. in their in their terrible grief. Yeah. I, I think it's so important for me and probably for the listeners to hear such positive stories like that of healing because um, we tend to get this sensationalized media that comes in and they just want to talk about the horror of a situation and then they go on to the next thing, and they never really talk about what's happened that um, is helping to heal the community. And um, your therapy dogs being there consistently sounds like it's been part of the healing. I think so, and I think that what the message that the kids, unfortunately, at a very young age have learned is that this is a broken world full of sin, and they've witnessed it, and they've experienced it, but there is comfort and there is, there is a God who loves them very much and that wants to walk with them through the pain. And one important thing that, that probably doesn't, probably you don't hear about a lot is the goodness that, that, that has poured into that community. But also, even on the day after the, uh, the shooting, we were ministering to police and the funeral home staff and all the people who were not needed to be comforted in any way possible mm-hmm. because their stress levels were so high and it was so terrible that they were, they were needing the comfort as well. So we may come for the kids and are called to come with the kids, but we come alongside everyone we meet that, that would need that, that yeah. comfort and that, and that hope. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times we think about people that ha- are directly affected but it's all the other caregivers that come around. You know, they're so busy pouring themselves out, it leaves a real hole in them as well. That's, that's a fact. And in Uvalde, especially because it was such a small community, I remember one child that I sat with a lot that would cry and that would pet Zoe and that would, that would spend a lot of time with us. His mom was a counselor at the high school and I said, well, that's good because he has the actual tools at home to be able to work through this and to talk about it. And they said because they'd all been affected by a family member in some mm-hmm. way that his mom was hurting so much she was not able to start healing with him until she could work through some of it herself. So yeah. the community was so broken that maybe coming from the outside and being able to sit with them was was the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it may sound a little bit trite to say this, um, and you've seen it firsthand in Uvalde and also with your other work with the police department and the call centers and, and the homeless, that we do indeed live in a broken world. Um, but God doesn't want to leave us there. Um, what in your experience uh, with Zoe and with Canines for Christ have you seen um, that uh, help make that actually come to pass, that God doesn't leave us where we are? I think when we work with 
people on an ongoing basis, which we try and be consistent. And if we can continue to work with certain certain people in certain communities, we do, that you see the progress. When you see people that are in the hospital or in crisis that are unable to smile and unable to feel any happiness or joy, and you work with them on an ongoing basis, and then you see that spark, it really feels like this is, this is what this is what the, the face of hope looks like. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more about Canines for Christ or possibly even find out if they might be eligible to train as a chaplain with, along with their dog as their companion, what, um, what would you suggest people do? You can visit us lots of different ways. So visit our website. Uh, you can Google Canines for Christ and you'll find it. Or our website is the letter K, the number nine, forchrist.org. And you can also find us on social media channels. So Facebook, Instagram, it's just Canines for Christ. And if you're looking specifically in this area, Canines for Christ, San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And someone, one of our volunteers, usually me, will get right back to you. And um, you don't have to be a chaplain. You don't even have to train to be a chaplain. You just have to be a follower of Jesus who has a dog you're willing to train that could go out. And as we say, most dogs are great therapy dogs. Mm -hmm. And and there's a need for it in the community. So yes, we would love more volunteers. The need is great, and we'd love to meet all the needs. That's awesome. Well, one thing that you you just said I think is really important, and that is you're a volunteer. You do all this as a volunteer. What's your real job? My other job (laughs) is I own a a company, a wellness company called Go Botanicals, and we sell CBD products, and it's really a company to help people. We have products for sleep and stress and uh, anxiety and uh, all those things, pain. And so we, um, I do that as my as my day job but then this this calling has come mm-hmm. over and over again so yeah. this is what I spend a lot of my time doing yeah well if somebody wanted to find you how would they find you in your real life job <laughs> uh you I would love for people to find us at gobotanicals.com we have an e-commerce site all we sell all over the country and uh, also same on Instagram and Facebook gobotanicals awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Isla Romberg with Canines for Christ. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. In the Bible, Jesus appointed 72 and sent them out two by two to go to every town and place he was about to go to for a visit. They were stronger together. I ponder, are we stronger with our dogs by our side to serve and comfort others while sharing the good news? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Westward Environmental, Wagmore Pet Resort, Complete Computer Solutions, and Covenant Pest Control. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective.
God and our dogs, God and our dogs dot com. Hi, this is Judith and Dwayne Rivers with the Phyllis Browning Company and the Rivers Team, your concierge real estate team and expert guide. The Rivers Team knows the market, helping you negotiate hard, avoid delays, and costly mistakes. We move mountains professionally and quickly with negotiating expertise. Contact Judith and Dwayne today at theriversteam.com. We are committed to the best marketing plan possible for your property. Theriversteam.com. Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio. <laughs> 